You're listening to the EBITDA Growth Systems Making Business Profitable podcast with profitability experts Dave Kapkowitz and Mike Watkins. Coming at you from 5,675 feet in lovely Golden, Colorado. My name is Dave Kapkowitz and I'm here with Michael Watkins living our mission statement to impact lives through improving business performance. We accomplish this by coaching, speaking, and educating so you can live your best life. Good day, Dave. Good day, Michael. How you doing, pal? All right. Can I call you Big Daddy Dave now? I'd appreciate if you call me Papa Cap. Okay, pop a cap. That 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 works. I'm gonna pop a cap. No, not that, not like that. <laughs> what are you? What what's going on over yeah. here? What's well, so uh, how many grandkids you you got? You oh got? man, it, it is talk about blessings. Uh, my daughter and my son-in-law are some kind of superheroes. You know, you know, Kate and Darius. Yeah. Uh, and they decided to enter the foster system because because kids need. They need parents that love them, and there are kids out there that aren't that fortunate. So they grabbed a little eight-week-old and uh, 11-month-old out of ICU uh, a couple years ago. And as it sees fit, as things have transpired, they just submitted their names to the adoption court. Looks like in April they will have... um, They'll have custody and they'll have two adopted children. Uh, last September, Taryn gave birth to my first biological grandchild. And Kate, even though she had countless doctors say she'd never have a kid, is due here in a couple of weeks. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm, uh, yeah, we went from zero. And basically, to in, in a matter of six months' time, seven months to eight months' time, I'm going from zero to four grandkids. So I got nieces and nephews all over the place. You do. Yeah. You do. Just like I brag about having a niece that's an astronaut. I you love can it. say you got great nieces and I great nephews. I got great nieces and great <laughs> nephews. That's right. That's and, right. And uh yeah, just yeah. Uh, that's a that's a that's a huge blessing, man. I'm so It's something so else. It's something you. else. They're they're good kids and they're they're all a little fiery. So uh they all have senses of humor. So I like them already. Yeah, I think God I mean, he mixes them up and makes them that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are we going to talk about today? You know, we're going to talk about something that's a little uncomfortable. You know, I, I why not, right? Um, why don't we talk about how you should ask for a raise? Because I, I want the machinist listening to this or the or the manufacturing worker, I want them to hear this, and I want shop owners to hear this too, Right. Because there's a way to ask for a raise, and there's a way not to ask for a raise. Sure, sure. And in the shortage of labor and in the position we're in 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 our global economy, especially in our domestic economy, the skilled worker has a lot of power over the employer. So there's a right way and there's a wrong way to do this. You know, we want employers, we want good employers to hold on to good employees. Yep. So if there's a perfect system, if there is such a thing, a good employee should never ever have to ask for a raise. I, I would agree with that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But if a system is a little negligent or not mature, there are times where an employee needs to go and ask for a raise. And if it's a if this person, if this individual is a really good employee, 
I would rather them go to the owner and ask for a raise than I would them go to the owner and submit their resignation. Right on. Because that's better for the owner. So that's that's why we want to talk about this, right? Yeah, and I think it looks like the uh, iceberg um, on top of the water is what you see, and underneath is is way more ice. Um, I think for the uh, the worker, the skilled worker who's who's pulling the wagon really hard, mm-hmm. um, I want you to know that if you're going to ask for a raise, you have to make sure that you've deserved that raise long before you ask. That's for right. It. That's right. Right. There's not. So a how do you do that? How do you do that? What do you? What do you? What do you do? You start with your job description, or what do you do? I think you start with your job description for sure. Um, the job description never tells you everything that you could be doing or should be doing. But if you're doing your job description plus, mm-hmm. right? Or if you're hitting home runs at every section of your job description. Sure, sure. Right. But you know the idea of power lying around on the floor. You're doing your job description, and then you're doing other stuff that mm-hmm. you just know needs to get done. You should be uh, keeping a, a journal or a log of that kind of That's stuff, right. too, because you'll forget it. Um, but then, you know, when it comes time, I, I'm not saying you, you write war and peace and give it to your boss, but you certainly can feel confident that you've earned that raise long before you asked for the raise. It's uh, it's a lot about, like, dig your well before you're thirsty, yep, right? Yep. If you're going to ask for a raise, you need to be strategic about it. You need to... Look at what your daily duties are. They need to be clear and unambiguous. Mm-hmm. If you have ambiguous goals or ambiguous things around the shop and you're just responsible for the shop, what does that mean? What does that mean? So it's, you have to get your, your arms around exactly what you're responsible for. And then you have to say, okay, I'm responsible for the milling department. I'm just going to pick something. I'm responsible for the milling department. Yep, yep. And... I have five or six people that work under my tutelage, and I make sure that those people and those jobs come off the machines on time or early, Mm -hmm. and I manage a schedule through there, and my people perform. I invest in my people, and the performance of my milling department is to schedule, and it's a very high-quality rating. Now now you're judging yourself according to what you're responsible for. Sure. So you're hitting the ball in the park with quality. You're hitting your... Hitting the ball, you're out of the park with employee engagement with the people you're working for because you're investing in them, and you're hitting the ball out of the park with uh, delivering product on time through your department. So if you have those things, and you're a good steward of the company's money, and you're sure, not wasting sure, tooling this sure. and the other, then I think you have a case to go up and say, hey, um, I'm going to go online now and find out what's the market rate for someone in charge of a milling department or in charge of a little department in a machine shop, and you can get a lot of data on what the national averages are and stuff like that. Because your employer may be treating you very, very well, much better than market. Yeah, yeah, that's why I, th- I think I think once you've established that you're deserving, you know, objectively, you have established that you're deserving, then um, what, you know, what do you want? And you, you have to know what you're going to ask for, and you it has to be reasonable. So to your point, you can do a little bit of research yeah. indeed. And that type of thing. Well, and that's that's where I'm going. You know, it's um, either you're getting more reward for what you're doing currently, but if you're already kind of topped out into industry, okay, can you take over the lathe department too? Sure, sure. You know, so you you need to have a strategy. Yeah. Because you, know, you can only go so high in the in the current position you're in, but if you want more money, what other like what you said, there's power lying around on the floor. 
what other part of the business can you take under your wing? What more can you take on? What more responsibility can you grab? Because an owner, when they start paying attention to you grabbing more responsibility or asking for more responsibility, you can say, hey, this is where I'm at in life. This is what I've done. This is how I'm performing. I want a seven, $8,000 raise a year. But in order to get that, I want to take on this responsibility as well. Sure, sure. And I believe that's worth that. And then the business owner's like, hey, you know, I now you have a real negotiation. That's reasonable. It's a, it's a win, win, win. And there's an ROI on that for the for the uh, for the owner mm-hmm. for sure. So yeah, I think. And then you know, I think uh, the flip side of that, Dave, is uh, you go to the owner and go, "Hey, I want fifteen hundred dollars more a year." Uh, Two grand a year is only a buck, so, right? And no one asks for less than at least a dollar. So yeah, you you you're only going to get to go to this well once in a great while. Mm-hmm. So don't go through the well for another 25 cents an hour. I mean, that's that's just not, the the juice isn't worth the You squeeze. ever heard that phrase, pissing in the wind? Your shoes get wet when you do that. Uh, yeah, yeah. If you piss the wrong direction. Yeah, I... I uh, different discussion, different discussion. Yeah. Maybe that was a different podcast. Are we, do we have another a podcast hunt, That's a hunting it? discussion or something like that, right? I, I think it's... I th- it could be a discussion. I don't yeah. think about peeing in public. Unless you're in San Francisco, that's not really a thing. Dave, I don't think you can say that. I, th- I just did. All you San Franciscans, get, yeah. stop going yeah. to the restroom on the sidewalk. Did I say that uh, out loud? Yeah, I'm don't. sorry. I'm sorry. So when and where? Not really. You know, you know <laughs> <laughs> well, specifically, where do you ask of this? You know, you know where do you, do you, do you, I know in my career, man, I was like, hey, can we go to lunch? Because I want to chat with you. Some, you know, w- somewhere where the power isn't. Negative. Know, yeah, you know, you're in his shop. He's got the power, right? That, that there's, the, you want to go somewhere with the ba- there's a balance, right? If we go to, if we go to Chipotle or something like that, you know, we're in a neutral spot, and we're kind of just two guys talking about things now. Oftentimes, I've found really good negotiations if you can say, "Hey, can we go to lunch?" Yep, yeah. I'd love to. I'd love to talk with you. Now, most uh, some business owners are a bit aloof. Yeah, and they know what's and, coming when you and, say coming. And we? they're like, no, I'm not doing lunch with you. If you want to say something, you'll say, say it right here in my house, in my office. You can get that. Yeah. You can get that. you yeah. got to be ready for it, too. Sure. That's a, that's, a, that's a bad boss who's leveraging his power, right? That's, that's a boss that may have a lot of other things going on in life, and he can't break away because he's not managing. The, he's managing the details instead of managing the business. Yeah. So that's, in that scenario. a lot of different things there. There, there. there are infinite number of reasons why a boss would do that, but expect that. I mean, you hope to say, yeah, I'd love to do lunch with you. Yeah. But if they don't, don't be surprised and don't be upset. So then you say, hey, can I bring in some breakfast burritos and uh, sit down and chat with you? I mean, I think the idea of mm-hmm. breaking the uh, the monotony of the day, right? I mean, you, you I think you want to do that. I would agree. Uh, but but to, I think what you're getting at, I think you have to do it while the company's winning. Well, for sure. You have to be in the uptick. If you're... <laughs> If you're if you walk out in your shop and seventy percent of your machines aren't running and you're low on work, even if you're killing it, it's not the time. You're not going to get a raise. You go to a well. You don't want to go to a well that doesn't have any water in it. Right, right, right. So you have to do it. You have to ask the question when the company's winning because the last thing you want to do is ask for a raise and your boss give it to you when you can barely afford it because then you're asking for resentment. Sure. So you sure. got to be careful with this. So it has to be good timing. You. 
you can be winning, right? You want to ask for it when you're winning, but you also need to ask for it when the company's winning. When the winning. company's winning. But also, Dave, if, if you just knocked the ball out of the park day before yesterday and then you come back in today and ask for a raise, that doesn't feel really good either to the business owner. Nah, it feels like, great. Yeah. I can't just expect you to do a good job. Right, right. You got me over the barrel, quote, unquote. And so, yeah, timing That's is... Good, is t- timing needs to be around... Not you. It, it, it need, you need to be always doing your best and doing a very good job. But timing needs to be around when the company is successful. Yeah. You, you get, and, or maybe you're going to bring something to the table that's going to make the company really successful. Sure, sure. So if it, if it doesn't fit in one of those two buckets, I would, I would say hedge. Wait. Because the well, you're not going to get as much as you want out of the well at that point. And, and the business owner is not going to want to pay you as much. They just aren't. And if... If you're in a larger company that has, you know, annual performance evaluations and and they're um, giving annual cost of living raises, you know, that's that's typically a, a larger firm because they have an HR person who's responsible for that. But um, if you're in a larger firm and that that is an activity that's an annual activity, well, uh, that stuff is figured out in November. So yeah. d- don't come. Don't come in December asking for a raise. Right after you got something. Either right right in the middle of it. They've already planned, and they know what they're going to give everybody, and then you come in. So, you know, kind of know when when does your company do this kind of planning. So if your company does this normal normal cost of living increase, so if you're making 20 bucks an hour, you get 3% increase at 60 cents, which today is almost funny with the Mm -hmm. the cost of milk and eggs, right? But – Unless you got chickens at home like Mike does. But um I have a chick at home. Her name is Carolyn. Is that what you said? I said chicken. Oh. Chick you don't have chickens? I don't have I any thought chickens. everybody had chickens. If I have chickens, it's in a package. <laughs> <and it's laughs> I got chickens in the freezer. I got chicken nuggets. <laughs> got I got chicken wings. I got more chickens. Yeah. I'm a yeah. black guy, so I got chicken. And you got that part right, yeah. <laughs> But, oh, but, ladies and gentlemen, you never know when it's coming. <laughs> but when it comes, it's there, buddy. But yeah, so in other, in other words, you got to know. You got to know. Yeah. So when you ask for a raise, like I said, it has to be strategic. Yeah. It has to be strategic. It has to be when the business owner's winning. It has to be when you're performing well. And if you performed really poorly for six months and then you perform good for one month and say, oh, I'm going to get some, you got to look back and say, wow, I sucked for six months maybe sure. i shouldn't ask for a raise absolutely but if you've killed it for two years and yeah. all you've gotten is a three percent cost living increase when seven percent and when you have seven percent inflation um maybe maybe you have this discussion maybe you write it out you know don't go in there and talk off the top of your head write it down bring a piece of paper with you have a discussion hey this is who i am this is what i do this is what i'm held accountable to and this is why i'm doing so well um, I waited until the company's winning. Yeah, I've wanted to yeah. have this conversation for a while, but I didn't figure it was really, I didn't figure it was the right time to do that until the company's winning because I care about all of our success, not just mine. Yeah, so that's now a you great have, thing yeah. to say. Now you have the now you, you have, have his attention. Now you have a win-win. Yeah. You're, you're propping up the win-win, and say based on averages, this is what people in my position get paid, and this is where I'm at, and I'm asking for this increase or. Based on averages, I'm at this wage, so I know I need to do more to get more money. So I propose I take on this for this wage. And whatever you do in that scenario, don't go in and threaten no. to move on. Because nope. uh, 
Nothing. Absolutely nothing good comes out of that. No. There can't be a threat. Can't be a threat. It, this is this is a, a proper and respectful negotiation. Yes, yes. Because if you go in and threat, you 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 need to be willing to follow through on the threat. Um if well you, today's market, skilled labor, I mean they can pass gas and have another job. So but yes, but you unless they've that, gone through every shop in the area. Uh, we've seen that, <laughs> and, but also you've, re- you've ruined that relationship with that owner. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's yeah. Some owners won't offer you any money ever. And then when you ask for it, even if you deserve it, um, they resent you for it, or they'll promise you something and they won't come through. So when you have something, words aren't necessarily enough. Yeah. So let me ask you, Mike, if you approach this correctly and you write it down. And you propose a wage, and they say, "Okay, do you have a document ready for the, your boss to sign?" Ooh, no that that becomes uh, yeah, that becomes like over leveraged. Okay, it feels okay. Um, I do like the idea of having your log or your you know you you've recorded all the things that you've accomplished, and you want to talk through that with him. Or if the if the owner says, "Let me think about it. I'll get back to you." And and then you say, hey, can we? Great, can we get together next Wednesday for lunch and, and kind of hammer this out? You want to pin it to a date. Well, that's uh, that's you know, that's everyone's in sales, right? And mm-hmm. you're selling yourself, and and in sales, you always schedule the next that you always schedule the next meeting. Yeah. So if 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 the owner needs time to think about it, and they will, if they're smart, they will. Um, you know, ask ask the owner. Say, hey, can we can we sit on next week? I want you to be able to think about this. I, and if you have any questions for me, if there's anything I can do in the meantime to give you some data, I mean, because it's or, great. Yeah. Bring the data to the meeting. Yeah. yeah <laughs> this bring is the what data I'm to doing, the, right? and This is what I've been. This is what I've been working through. This is who I am. This is what I am. This yeah. is what I'm doing. This is why I deserve sure, it. And this sure. is the objective data why I deserve it. And then, you know, give the owner time, but nail down a date. That you're gonna have a discussion, and the final discussion, nail down a date when it's gonna happen. You gotta have a nailed down objective. You have to have data. Yeah. If you, because yeah. if you walk away with something open ended, and some bosses are really slow to give away money, and they say, yeah, yeah, I'll give it to you, and you know, twenty five hundred, you're gonna get your raise, right? We're all gonna be gone by then, right? Yeah. So you have to, you have to kind of nail it down. And I, 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 I like that, Dave. And, and so in, the, in, in that scenario where you have a, we'll call it a recalcitrant owner who's, who's just, who's not going to give you money. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, he's going to wait you out. Um, you, you may have to, the second time you have to ratchet it up a little bit. You're still not threatening, but you're like, hey, did you give that some thought? Because I'm, I'm, I feel pretty strongly about this, right? I mean, you, you know. It's not, I'm going to leave if you don't do something. But You can say, this is really important to me. This is really important I think to that's, me. I think if you say that word and maybe reiterate it, reiterate that phrase more than once in the meeting, sure. you'll get your point across. Yeah. Um, you, but you drill it down to a day. Hey, I need some time to think. Great. Can we circle back on this next week? This is very important to me. Okay, well, I'm out next week. Great. When can we sit down? Because this is very important to me. And then it's, uh, hey... Tomorrow we're going to get together, and I'm looking forward to it. Right? I mean, you. So can he, you say that to an owner? I think so. I think. I think you, you know. Gotta kind of feel it. Though. You got to. I mean, some. I mean, I'm. I'm going through. I mean, we deal with a hundred people on a regular basis, right? So, 
I'm going through and probably 30% of them you probably wouldn't say that to. So if there's any advice you ever hear from me, read the room. Yeah, yeah. Pay attention. You but know, learn you, learn a little bit of body language. If 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 your boss sits up in their chair and gets rigid and crosses their arms and starts looking away and maybe sighing a little bit, pause. Right? Ask, is there something wrong with what I'm asking for? Sure. Do you see sure, an issue with sure. this? Is there a problem? Is there something I need to know? Is there something you're not telling me? It's okay to ask those questions. Yeah. You got to get them on the table. For you sure. got to. You got to. Is there a reason why you don't want to give this to me? Is there something that I need to change that I'm not aware of? Because there's a lot of non-confrontational bosses that won't tell you if he thinks something's wrong. It's unfortunate, but true. Well, your leverage is, uh, like we said, you know, you've dug your well. Mm-hmm. You've deserved this increase before you uh, ask for it. You've done your research in terms of the market, and you know where you're at. If you're at at the right level, then you have to take on more in order to mm-hmm. ask for more. If you're well below market, then, you know, you ask for market. Um, but read the room as you, you know, you approach your boss. But uh, this will eat you alive if you, if you feel like, man, he should know or she should know. That, you, that's that intense sense to buy you a cup of coffee. You got to take control of your own, your own future. You're getting folders for 10 cents, by the way. Yeah, you tried to give me that Folgers this morning. Thank <laughs> God you had some some Mexican coffee. That was wonderful. Folgers, ah. your Folgers. You're like, are we doing that bad? I don't, it's like I don't mind Folgers. The soldiers drink it. Come on. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yes, it it take all that into consideration. Do it right. And business owners, you know, be prepared for your people to ask you for a raise. Don't take offense to it because you know what? They're trying to feed a family. They're trying to take care of themselves. They're trying to get better. And if they come to you with objective data, kudos to them. That means that they have that potential to do it for you. And if they're asking, they're waiting till your company's winning to ask you for this and they have, and they don't ask often, you know what? You ought to evaluate yourself. Are you talking to your people in, in the right cadence of time? Sure, sure. You know, there's a right time to, to give a raise there are two frequent uh, times to give a raise. There are right times and wrong times to do it. And there are right times and wrong times to talk to your employer and ask for it. But if you look at this objectively, look at the performance, look at the company, what's well-deserved, and honestly, the good A players in your business, try to make it to where they don't have to ask for a raise because those guys are pulling the wagon for you and making you successful. Right on, dude. Right on, dude. If you enjoyed this podcast and you're in manufacturing and you want to learn more about what we do, go to our contact tab at ebitagrowthsystems.com, E-B-I-T-D-A, growthsystems.com, and I'll be reaching out to you personally to see what we can do for you. You've been listening to the EBITDA Growth Systems Podcast, Making Business Profitable. 